Well, here's the first of, well, what we hope is going to be a number of specials from Le Mans Week for the Week in Sports Cars, the Marshall Pruitt Podcast. Thanks, as always, to Cooper Tyres, to the Justice Brothers, Bell Helmets USA, and to TorontoMotorsports.com. This, possibly a format that's more familiar to IndyCar listeners, uh, where you've got the hamburger and french fries. This time it's roast beef and french fries. It's myself in the Rizzi Competizione truck with Sebastian Bordet. Sebastian, it's great to see you. Yeah, um, good to see you too. Nice to be, for you to be home, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, it was such a very different week. Uh, you know, obviously I didn't arrive after Texas. Uh, we're not in June. Uh, didn't get right in the thick of it in the scrutineering at, uh, at uh, Place de, de la République and uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it, no fans at the track and no solicitations whatsoever, you know, from, from you know, fans or diversions or anything and no parade and uh, no two days of practice and everything having to get figured out uh, in one day with a team that we didn't know and a car that we didn't know and both Olivier and I were in the same boat. Joe obviously had the experience from last year, but still not super familiar with the team. So. Uh, there was a lot of uh, figuring out and sorting out uh, in a day, and uh, but still, you know, always a great honor and a great pleasure to be uh, to be home and, and to race the that wonderful uh, race of the 24 Hours of Le Mans. It is your hometown. One of three drivers here that comes from hills from Le Mans, and it's how many years now here? 16, I think. Am I right? Uh, I think Barbara said it was 14. 14. I kind of. I will, I will, I will bow to Barbara, but that's absolutely right. It's a different effort here. We've got the six WC full season cars, uh, plus the two cars from the United States, all French lineup. Um, aside from the differences, the kind of narrative we're pushing is, once the green light at the end of pit lane lights up, then most of the differences stop. Is that right? Is that what you're finding? Um, no, I, I think obviously the, the the official cars, the manufacturer cars are you know better prepared. They get less restrictions and and you know they have more resources um honestly the biggest the biggest problem we've had was the fact that we couldn't bring our michelin tire guy um here that that's been the biggest hurdle and that's what really hurt us in in qualifying we just we just couldn't hit our butt with the power pressures and and unfortunately that that bit us pretty good and you know between the fact that i already didn't know the car going into the day and having to qualify it is never an easy task. But I think actually we had a legit shot, um, which which was fun. Just always disappointing when you when you miss the the, the shot. But because uh, we were we were in it on the first set of tires, and then the second set of tires came out all wrong, and that was that. Um, but the team did a great job, and uh, and the car was fun to drive. So uh, I think we made good progress through the day, and uh, definitely the the track conditions kind of came to us and uh, and put the car in the ballpark. Where at the beginning is extremely challenging and difficult so yeah um, not exactly sure where we stand uh, a lot of question marks about the the weather uh, obviously which seems like it could uh, go either way or maybe both ways or I don't know I mean it could be wet dry and dry wet in places but um, you know it's Le Mans and uh, it, it definitely looks like it's going to be a, a weather uh, that's very changing, um, so always makes it extremely difficult, especially at night. And since we're going to have three and a half more hours of night in that particular event, um, that that could put for a very, very stressful, nerve-wracking, and, and difficult, uh, difficult long day. Let's talk about the night in a moment. Keen to hear your view as a man that's how many pole positions here? Uh, 
Well, I've been in the, the pole car quite a few times with, uh, with Stefan and Frank, but uh, I, I, I put the car on pole once in 2010. Pole position here, remarkably, is very special still. It is Le Mans. We've just come through uh, the new hyperpole procedure. Obviously, you guys weren't directly involved. You explained all of that. What do you think? What do you think in terms of spectacle? It's Obviously, this is an event that's designed for a live audience and a TV audience. What do you think? Uh, I, I like the fact that uh, they differentiate the, the practice from, from the qualifying. I think uh, having... It's, it's a bit of a rush, but it's also extremely unnecessary risks uh, when you have to qualifying in the middle of you know cars that have different schedules and and that can have their guy that is not you know just discovering things and and trying to figure it out. And as you know, there's a lot of people here that end up racing that you know are fairly new to the track, fairly new to their cars, and they're really struggling, especially when it gets dark uh, and and you like slaloming between cars. You know, a couple of days before the race hardly seems like a, a smart thing to do. Unfortunately, that's kind of the game you're playing at. Um, so back to that point, I really, I really think that's a great idea. Um, the only thing I, I would say is that maybe uh, if if you even take the thing to the next step, maybe you shorten the session to 15 minutes per class, GT on one side and 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 prototype on the other, and maybe you just take even less risks and and focus even more on the show and the performance, because you know having the being uh, having been on on both sides of the story, it's, it's just extremely difficult. The cohabitation on the track is is hardly automatic, uh, and it, it's kind of scary sometimes because you got to you know throw the car down there when you're a prototype because you got to go for it, and then the GT guy is also in his effort and trying to not get his lap ruined. So it's whoever's going to back off, and if nobody makes a compromise at some point, then obviously it goes sideways. So um, yeah, you, you kind of wonder how we still not there you know with the safety uh, aspect of things uh, that seems to be taking more and more considerations these days that we still kind of go bonkers you know with like basically trying to qualify in a traffic jam you mentioned the night Uh, we hope this is going to be unique Uh, a September Le Mans with a much longer night and much more potential variance or Le Mans always throws a bit of a spanner at us with weather does that reduce the advantage of having been here so many times? The fact that there is so much that's new and that's going to be different. I mean, we've seen leaves off the trees at uh, Tetrus. It's amazing. Nah, I, I don't know. I think actually it's experience is even more crucial uh, because you've, you've had so much less time to get things figured out that obviously the experience guys... Uh, even though they might have been like us and Olivier in, in a very unknown scenario, uh, well, you're going to figure it out and, and get your references faster. Um, so I think there's a lot of people that are still struggling, uh, you know, particularly in, in LMP2. I think the cars are diabol- you know, diabolically fast, and, and there are some guys that have no idea what they're doing out there. And, you know, the cars are going very fast. They're passing us in the straight and then they jam on the brakes and park the car before the corners. I saw that a couple of times yesterday. I've almost exploded someone last night at the last chicane. I think he was trying to get out of the way and he just parked the car going in. But you're top of third gear going in the corner, you know. So you're going 180 clicks or something like that. And he came to a stop. So there's definitely some very scary stuff happening on track and uh, and it always is the case but it seems like this year it's it's since people have had no time basically to get on top of it uh it's it's a couple steps worse so the key to it is knowing perhaps who's in those cars 
yeah you can't really know i mean you know it happens all so fast that it's just not going to happen and and sometimes it's it's the, the the erratic factor that's the hardest to because you might get one corner right and you think oh okay well that's okay and then you get to the next one and they lose their reference and then they just park the car so it's it's when it becomes irrational and unpredictable that problems happen it's uh, Friday here at Le Mans as we record this. Friday is traditionally the day we hear about all sorts of plans for next year and for the future. We're going to hear that about the new top class in uh, ACR and IMSA sports car racing. So lots of bits and pieces will be coming out. And then later today we also hear about the plans for your ex-employers, Peugeot, coming mm-hmm. back here. What are you hopeful and what do you expect from the future at Le Mans and in global sports car racing? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the talking to the guys a bit at Peugeot, I think the, the divide is going to remain somewhat. Uh, there's going to be some kind of BOP between the, the LMDH and, and the hypercar. Uh, but clearly, uh, there's a couple of manufacturers that are going to go hypercar because they want to be in control and developing their own things. And um, that definitely seems to be obviously the case for, for Toyota and, and, and for Peugeot. Um, so kind of happy and, and sad that there is still an option to do something different on both sides of the Atlantic but I think the LMDH uh, for America is, is the only way this is going to work um, so, so pretty hopeful that you know quite a few manufacturers decide to go the easier and, and much cheaper way uh, so we have a field and, and, and some serious competition and opportunities for drivers because at the end of the day whether the car is a full prototype or um, somewhat of a compromise with a constrained cost, um, you know, what's really important is that we have cars, a lot of cars fighting for overall victory with professional drivers, I think. It is a weird time, it's a strange and worrying time in, in, in all sorts of aspects of life, but as a professional driver and, you know, with things changing so rapidly, how tough is it out there? How tough is it to get any kind of certainty about what you'll be doing next year next season uh, I mean obviously yeah, I got really lucky uh, you know we, we kind of locked things in with uh, Larry Foyt and, and the whole organization over there as far as sports car racing uh, I'm not entirely sure uh, I, I obviously uh, alerted the, the guys at JDC Christian and, and Mustang Sampling and Ken and, and Brenda and all those guys and they've been great supporters of mine and obviously uh, threw me a lifeline uh, over the winter when things went sideways for me um, so if, if they want me in their car for the long races, I'll, I'll be gladly returning the favor and continuing with them for the long races. But that's not, you know, my decision to, to make. Uh, I'll definitely make myself available for that and then see uh, see if they, they take it or not. And then uh, IndyCar is uh, my horizon for 2021. So that's that's uh, that's always great to know. Uh, like you said, what's going to happen, knowing the level of uncertainty of uh, of the current situation. How does it feel right now? Does it feel as if there is light at the end of this tunnel? Um, I, I think I, like you know, you try not to think about it too much because you obviously hear so many conflicting reports that uh, you, you don't know really where we're going to be in next week, in two months, or in six months from now. But uh, overall, uh, you know, you, you kind of hope that sanity kind of comes back and takes over, and and uh, and we just learn to live with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it seems like a long way still final question is about this great race uh, you're here with a fantastic team with a winning 
record here. I'm looking down the end of the truck and uh, Rick, Rick Mayer crunching the numbers as he always does. It's You're not one of the top WEC teams here. It is a guesting effort and as you say there there's seem to be a difference in terms of the, the way in which they can deliver that performance and a bit of oddness about the, the lack of pace in those WEC GT Pro cars this morning. What is going to be the strategy for the race for Risa Competizione? Is it, is it literally, we have a race plan, we run that plan? Or is it opportunistic? No, I think you run your own race no matter what. Um, clearly there was a lot of sorting out, figuring out to do uh, for all of us to try and learn about each other and, and get the car where we thought. I mean, obviously the, the, the team is a great team. There's a great group of mechanics. Rick is a little bit on his own on, on the engineering side, but he's still getting good support and he knows the car well uh, and then you know us the drivers there was a lot of, of guesstimating going in um, I think like I said really the, the biggest issue was was the tire management uh, trying to uh, trying to get the tire pressures under control which which is a very hard job and unfortunately we're going a bit blind into the race and that's kind of scary uh, because if you get the tire pressures wrong and you got a double stint those tires it ain't going to be fun um, and then there's going to be chances of rain, uh, which that's a whole different ball game. Trying to figure out what tire pressures you want for wet tires. Uh, but you know, overall, I mean, everybody fights the same fight. It's just a matter of obviously preparation, and, and obviously those WEC teams that race together with the same drivers and the same kind of pretty extensive group of person, obviously has a leg up on us. Um, you know, unfortunately, the last time that, that team has raced was Daytona. So, you know, you, no matter how strong or good the people are, you're still running out of miles. You're still running out of automatisms and, and just, you know, structures to put in place and, and just unroll during the race. So um, I think we're a tiny bit behind, but um, I, I think, you know, Le Mans is, is such a surprising race sometimes. Uh, if, if you're close on pace, and I think we are, um, you know, sometimes the race comes to you, sometimes it denies you, so you just never know which side you're going to land. We'll leave it with this. Be fast, be safe, and most of all here, be lucky. Bonne chance, Sebastien, and have a great level. Thank you.